Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 162. This uh, For this episode, I'm going to do the evening prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours, and uh, this is on week two of the uh, Liturgy of the Hours, uh, and so we're on Monday, and I'm going to do the prayer for evening prayer. So, let's begin. God, come to my assistance, Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, and will be, one God forever and ever. Now now fades all earthly splendor, the shades of night descend, the dying of the daylight foretells, foretells creation's end. Though noon gives place to sunset, yet dark gives place to light, the promise of tomorrow with dawn's new hope is bright. The silver notes of morning will greet the rising sun, as once the Easter glory shone around the risen one. So will the night of dying give place to heaven's day, and hope of heaven's vision will light out or light our pilgrim way, so will the so will the new creation rise from the old reborn, to splendor in Christ's glory, everlasting morn. All darkness will be ended, as faith gives place to sight, of Father, Son, and Spirit, one God in heaven's light. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and. Let's begin. The first psalm will be Psalm 45, and the antiphon is, Yours is more than mortal beauty. Every word you speak is full of grace. The marriage of, of the king. The bridegroom, is, the bridegroom is here. Go out and welcome him. Matthew chapter 25, verse 6. My heart overflows with noble words to the king. I must speak the, th- the song I have made. My tongue as nimble as the pen of a scribe. You are the fairest of the sons of men, and graciousness is poured upon your lips because God has blessed you forevermore. O mighty one, gird your sword upon your thigh in splendor and state. Ride on in triumph for the cause of truth and goodness and right. Take aim with your bow in your dread right hand. Your arrows are sharp. People fall beneath you. The foes of the king fall down and lose heart. Your throne, O God, shall endure forever. A scepter of justice is the scepter of your kingdom. Your love is for justice and hatred for evil. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above other kings. Your robes are fragrant with aloes and myrrh. From the ivory palace you are greeted with music. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Yours is more than mortal beauty. Every word you speak is full of grace. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. One God forever and ever. Amen. The bridegroom is here. Go out and welcome her. Listen, O daughter. Give ear to my word. 
forget your own people and your father's house, so will the king desire your beauty. Here is your Lord, pay him homage. And the people of Tyre shall come with gifts. The riches of the people shall seek your favor. The daughter of kings, the daughter of the daughter of the king is clothed with splendor, her robes embroidered with pearls set in gold. She is led to the king with her maiden companions. They are escorted and amid gladness and joy. They pass within the palace of the king. Sons shall be yours in the place of your fathers. You will make them princes over all the earth. May this song make your name forever remembered. May the people praise you from age to age. The bridegroom is here. Go out and welcome him. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, one God forever and ever. Psalm prayer. When you look, when when you when you took on the flesh, Lord Jesus, you made a marriage of mankind with God. Help us to be faithful to your word and endure our exile bravely until we are called to the heavenly marriage feast. So to which the Virgin Mary, exemplar of your church, has preceded us. Canticle, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 10. God planned in the fullness of time to restore all things in Christ. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has bestowed on us in Christ every spiritual blessing in the heavens. God chose us in him before the world began to be holy and blameless in his sight to be full of love he predestined us to be his adopted sons through jesus christ such was his will and pleasure that all might praise the glorious favor he has bestowed on us in his beloved in him and through his blood we have been redeemed and our sins forgiven so immeasurably Generous is God's favor to us. God has given us the wisdom to understand fully the mystery, the plan he was pleased to decree in Christ, a plan to be carried out in Christ in the fullness of time, to bring all things into one in him, in the heavens and on earth. God planned in the fullness of time to restore all things in Christ. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, one God forever and ever. Amen. And the scripture reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. We thank God constantly that in receiving his message from us, you, you took it, not as the word of men, but as truly is the word of God, at work within you who believe. We thank God constantly in receiving his message from, from us. You took it not as the word of men, but as it truly is the word of God at work within you who believe. So, the, this is, of course, Paul, Paul talking to the Thessalonians that they really were open and they received the message of the gospel that Paul and his companions brought to Thessalonica. And it's it, it was received truly as the word of God. They, they, their hearts 
took, you, know, you could honestly say they took a risk. They took a chance and they believed him and they were moved. Uh, at that time, it's often been said that a lot of people who were pagan were, were getting weary and restless with the, uh, the old gods of Olympus and Rome, which were technically the same gods. And they, they were open because really, you know, paganism, you know, didn't have uh, anything to love your neighbor. It didn't have, there was no forgiveness of, uh, you know, to forgive your loved ones or to forgive someone. There was no divine charity that is love of God. And they didn't have what you call like a, a welfare system for, for the elderly or the sick or God forbid it, let's say you, you seriously got hurt uh, in a construction job back then and uh, you were lame. There was, there was nothing like that. Um, you know, Judaism, they had, they had a, 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 you know, a love for the poor, but it wasn't anything like that in, in pagan society. Um, that, that in itself changed when Christianity came along. And, you know, it was the Christians that, that actually opened up hospices uh, for the dying. It was Christians who opened up orphanages in Europe. They didn't have orphanages in, um, in among the pagans. They didn't have a care for the elderly or the poor. They didn't have that. I mean, yeah, people I'm sure gave to the poor, to the elderly, but you were lucky if someone did that. And, you know, they didn't have that kind of uh, a charitable or caring, or you can say uh, a, a safety, a safety net for people. That changed when Christianity came along. Okay, so uh, responsory. Accept my prayer, O Lord, which rises up to you. Accept my prayer, O Lord, which rises up to you, like burning incense in, in your sight, which rises up to you. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, one God forever and ever. Which Accept oh, my prayer, O Lord, which rises up to you, like burning incense in your sight. Now we have the um, the canticle of uh, the Magnificat of the Blessed Mother. Okay. Forever will my soul proclaim the greatness of the Lord. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has, he has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones, and he has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. For he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Forever will my soul proclaim the greatness of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, one God forever and ever. Amen. Okay. Okay. Now this is the intercessions. Let us praise Christ who loves nourishes and supports our, his church. With faith, let us cry out to him. Answer the prayer of your people, Lord. We'll um, just say, Lord, hear our prayer, and we'll say a Hail Mary where it's needed. All right. 
Lord Jesus, grant that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Preserve our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and Demarzio, our bishop. Come with your power to help them. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Remember those who long for honest work, so that they may lead a life of peaceful security. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, Lord, be the refuge of the poor, their help in distress. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. We recommend to your care all bishops, priests, and deacons who have died. And we'll also pray for... Um, friends and family members who have passed away. I wish to include a uh, former colleague, um, Joseph uh, Kurtazi, who just recently passed away. Um, I wish to pray for him. And uh, also pray for his uh, comfort of his family members and uh, others who were close to him. Uh, may they sing your praises forever around your heavenly throne. And I'll add for uh, Kurtazi, uh, uh, eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and may he receive peace and see your face. Um, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. All right, sorry I got a little interrupted there. Um, yes, so we'll say, an, um, want to say one more Hail, uh, Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty Father, you have given us the strength to work throughout this day. Receive our evening sacrifice of praise in thanksgiving for your countless gifts. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And next, I'm going to do the Office of Breeding for Tuesday. Okay. The uh, Tuesday, Week 2 Inventory. Lord, open my lips that I may give you praise. Come, let us worship the Lord, Almighty God. Come, let us sing to the Lord, Psalm 95. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. 
Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, it was formed by his hands. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Today listen to the voice of the Lord, do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massa they challenged and provoked me, although they have seen all of my works. Forty years I endured that generation, I said they are people whose hearts go astray. And they do not know my way, so I sworn my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship the Lord, our mighty God. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, and ever shall be, one God forever and ever. Amen. And the next is a hymn. With the hearts renewed by living faith, we lift our thoughts in grateful prayer. To God, our gracious Father, whose plan it was to make us sons through his own son's redemptive death that rescued us from darkness, let God, Lord God, our Savior, give us strength to mold our hearts in your true likeness, sons and servants of our Father. So rich God's grace in Jesus Christ that we are called as sons of light to bear the pledge of glory through him in whom all fullness dwells. We offer God our gift of self in union with the Spirit, Lord God, Savior. Give us strength to mold our hearts in your true likeness, sons and servants of our Father. Surrender to God and he will do everything for you. Psalm 37 The lot of the wicked and the good. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil, for they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant you your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act so that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger, forget your rage, do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish. The patient shall inherit the land. A little longer, and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place. He is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Surrender to God, and he will do everything for you. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be one God forever and ever. Amen. I want to stop here and say a little something. This is one of the beautiful things about the Psalm. The Psalms themselves, um, it is the prayer book of the church and it's also the prayer book of Jesus and the apostles. And, you know, 
look at some of the great, I'm not going to mention any names right now, but some of the most great and powerful people in the world, even in politics, some of the movers and shakers of the world, they have so much money and it's not enough for them. It's not enough because there is an emptiness in their heart, in their souls and money will never do it. You need God to fill that. As the catechism teaches us, man, the human person, is constantly looking for God. You may think it's money, you may think it's sex, you may think it's success, you may think it's anything, but it's God. Only God can satisfy the human heart. Man was made, human, the human person was made by God and for God. And only in God will you find who you truly are and what you truly believe in, because God will satisfy that empty place. Only God. I know it's hard, but you've got to admit it. You have to admit this. How much is enough? You can't take all, all of it with you. It's never going to be enough. You're going to want more, and then you're going to be, you're going to be vindictive, and you're going to be angry, and you're going to tr start treating people like property and trash because there is anger and there's rage inside of you. When is it enough? You can't take it with you. Everything you work for, you can't take it with you. Someone else is going to wind up owning it. That's what the, the scripture says. Okay, let's move on. Okay, part two of Psalm 37. The antiphon is, turn away from evil, learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked for he sees that his days is at a hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth, for the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In times of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord, they are like the beauty of the meadows. They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying. The the wicked man borrows without repaying, but the, gener but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land, but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he, though he stumbles, he shall never fall, for the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young, and now I am old, but I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. They turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever. For the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. The unjust shall shall wipe out, shall be wiped out forever, 
and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land. There they shall live forever. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey him. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever will be. One God forever and ever. Amen. Part 3 of Psalm 37, and the antiphon is, Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasions to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his, in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep, his, keep to his ways. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again, he was gone. I searched, he was nowhere to be found. See the just man, mark the upright, for the peaceful man a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store of the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord, their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in him. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, one God forever and ever. Amen. Psalm Prayer You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom. First of all, First of all, rather than the imitate the powerful and envy the rich. This is true. You know, I've seen, I mean, how many times on the news we've heard about all these rich people. We've seen them, how they are obsessed with popularity, to be popular. And they're always competing to always constantly be relevant. And can you relate to them? Do you think they care about us? Do you think they care about the common people? All they care about is that you keep following them, you keep clicking, you keep looking for them on social media. But you can be sure they just want you to buy, buy their products and buy their, their, uh, their clothing line and buy their music and buy their sneakers and always try to imitate them. You know, uh, that's what they care about. But honestly... They don't care whether we live or die. So honestly, I think that that is idolatry. When you admire them too much and you imitate them and you listen to them, like you listen to all these other talk show people or you listen to what they say, you buy the products that they pitch, it is idolatry. It is like pinching a little incense on their altar. Think carefully about it. All of us should think carefully about it. All right, let's move on. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom, for I have put my trust in your guidance. Okay, so, um, 
from the letter of St. Paul. The first reading is from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, chapter 1, verse 27 to chapter 2, verse 11. Exhortation to imitate Christ. Conduct yourselves in a way worthy of the gospel of Christ. If you do, whether I come and see you myself or hear about your behavior from a distance, it will be clear that you are standing firm in unity of spirit and exhorting yourselves with one accord for the faith of the gospel. Do not be intimidated by your opponents in any situation. Their opposition foreshadows downfall for them, but salvation for you. All this is as God intends, for it is your special privilege to take Christ's part, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Yours is the same struggle as mine, the one in which you firmly saw me engaged and now hear that I am caught up in the name of the encouragement you owe me in Christ, in the name of solace that love can give, of fellowship in spirit, compassion and, and pity. I beg you, make my joy complete by your unanimity, possessing the one love united in spirit and ideals. Never act out of rivalry or conceit. Rather, let all parties think humbly of others as superior to themselves, each of you looking to others' interests rather than his own. Your attitude must be that of Christ. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God something to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. Being born in the likeness of men, he was known to be of human estate. And it was thus that he humbled himself, obediently accepting even death, death on a cross. Because of this, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every other name so that at Jesus name every knee must bend in the heavens and on the earth and under the earth and every tongue proclaim to the glory of God the Father Jesus Christ is Lord response responsory from 1st Peter chapter 2 Verse 24, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Christ bore our sins on the cross so that we might die to sin and live a life of holiness. Through his death, he broke the power of the devil, the prince of death. Our faith rests on Jesus, who endured the cross for the sake of the joy that lay before him. Through his death, he broke the power of the devil, the prince of death. Okay, the second reading is from the letter to the Philippians by Saint Polycarp, Bishop 
and martyr. Jesus has set us a personal example. Presbyters should be sympathetic and merciful to everyone, bringing about those who have wandered, visiting the sick. They must not neglect widows and orphans, or the poor, or ever providing for what is good in the sight of God and of men. They should refrain entirely from anger, human respect, and prejudice. Avarice should be wholly alien to them. Nor should they be rash in believing something said against another, nor too severe in judging others, since they know that we are all debtors through sin. If then we pray to the Lord to forgive us, we must in turn forgive, for we live under the eye of our Lord and God, and we must all stand before the judgment seat of God, each to give an account of himself. Let us then serve God with fear and awe. The Lord's command is also the command of the apostles who preached the gospel to us, to say nothing of the prophets who foretold the Lord's coming. Our observance of what is good should be meticulous, avoiding anything that might cause another to stumble. We must shun false, prophet, uh, false brothers and those who assume the Lord's name hypocritically and lead the unweary into error. For everyone, for anyone who does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is the Antichrist, and anyone who refuses to admit the testimony of the cross is of the devil. Whoever perverts the Lord's words to suit his own desires and denies that there is a resurrection or a judgment is the firstborn of Satan. So let us abandon the folly of the masses and their false teaching and return to the teaching that was handed down to us from the beginning. We must be alert in prayer, constant in fasting and in our prayers. Let us beg God who sees everything not to lead us into temptation. As the Lord said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So let us persevere in the pledge of our righteousness and in our hope that is in Christ Jesus. In his mouth, no hint of guilt was discovered. He committed no sin and yet bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Rather, he endured everything for our sake so that we might live in him. Let us then imitate his consistency. If we should suffer because of, because of his name, let us give him that glory, for this is the personal example he has given us. This is the object of our faith. We should be concerned with the living, with living honorably in uh, honorable lives, not only in the sight of God, but in the sight of all men. Let us never give offense to anyone so that our ministry may be may may not be blamed. Trust in God, and I strive to keep clear conscience before God and men, so that our 
ministry may not be blamed. That was the, the last part was the responsory. Uh, it ended with the, uh, uh, for this is a personal example he has given us for the object of our faith. That was the end of Polycarp's uh, letter. I should have stopped. I should have let you know that. Okay. Um, let me say, I mean, um, that was that last part, the letter Polycarp was, was, was beautiful. It was a beautiful, uh, that's what I love about the four, four volume set. The four volume set gives you a lot of um, church fathers, apostolic fathers um, of the early church. And there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful things. And the part about what we read in Paul was also beautiful because it showed you, I mean, I understand now how Paul, that last part where, you know, he was reading about, you know, he was writing, uh, you know, expressing the the uh, the d- divinity of, of Jesus, his incarnation and his suffering was was beautiful. I mean, you know, though he was in the form of God, did not deem equality with God some to be grasped at. Um, rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave and being born in the likeness of men. There's a lot of unfortunate... Um, Unfortunate, bad teaching today, you know, especially within the church. A lot of people want to change Christianity into a form of philosophy. And they want to change the, the, the not believe in the literal resurrection, not believe in the literal incarnation. A sort of like they're changing it into a symbolic like Jesus really, really rose in your heart. You must believe that Jesus rose in your heart. Uh, you should believe that the resurrection, the resurrection happens in your heart. The incarnation happens in your heart. You know, they're, they're, they're watering it down. They're turning it subjective. They're turning it like they're making it into like sort of uh, a Buddhist new age. It's a very new age quality to it. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to believe truly because no one wants to believe in a a figurative Christianity. No one wants to believe in just a, a personal Christian. That's what is a new age Christianity. No one wants that. We, no one wants to put their faith in a lie. No one wants to put their faith in something subjective or symbolic. You know, they, they're, they're turning it that way because, I don't know, maybe because they don't believe, maybe because the, they lost faith. But I truly believe that Christ Jesus is God. I believe he is because he is God. Not because I believe, but because he is truly God. I believe he truly rose from the dead. Not because I believe it, but because he truly rose from the dead. And I believe that he died for my sins. Not because I believe it, but because he did die for my sins. He he died for the whole world. And that he is Lord, not because I believe he's Lord, but because he is Lord. And I think all this stuff, everything that's, that's, that's going on is unfortunate because there's a lot of people with some kind of ulterior agenda. 
And, you know, I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine, you know, and he, you know, he does with the catechism and, and he was telling me that, you know, some of the people who are into the trad don't really, I don't think any of them even read the Bible. They're, it's more like they're into form and they're forgetting this is not going to survive. The traditional Latin mass movement is not going to survive if you don't, if you're not trying to be a saint, if you're not willing to to take on, to pick up your cross, to suffer, to participate in the in the passion of Christ, to participate. Going to a Latin mass and not and not knowing your faith is not going to save you. It's no more than someone who goes to a Novus Ordo mass and doesn't practice the faith. You, we all have to we all have to get to know Jesus personally and you should read the gospels you should read the bible you should read scripture everyone everyone has to believe you're going to have to come to know Jesus if you know if you don't know him now in this life what happens when you stand with him in the next life and you never got to know him and he says to you depart from me i never knew you You know, when you when you constantly pray, when you constantly pray, pray the rosary, pray the scriptures, um, read the scriptures, get to know Jesus, you know, uh, practice um, the liturgy of the hours, whatever set form you want, whatever you want to do, you're going to find yourself the minute you get up, the first thought in your mind is to praise God. To praise him. And throughout the day, he's gonna, you know, you're, you're gonna you're gonna want on a desire to want to go and be alone, find a spot. That's my hardest part, unfortunately, in my day and my work. Because there's a times when I feel very weary and I'm worn out and I'm tired and I my legs ache and I'm tired of the constant rep repetition with with my, you know, what I'm doing on my job and when my break comes, I just want to be alone. I want to have a moment alone with my Savior, with my God. I want to be, I want to have a moment alone to, to pray. And it's hard because, you know, you're surrounded by people. You don't want to be, you know, uncharitable. And part of the time I realize it's sacrifice we all need to be alone. We all need to, to recharge ourselves. Prayer is that moment. And if, and if you don't know how to do it, then it's going to be very hard for you to live the Christian life. You have to pray. You have to pray. And you have to know what you're praying. You have to understand the words you're praying. You have to understand, you know, you know dive into it. That's why we have to... Understand the Our Father, the structure of the Our Father. Understand the Hail Mary. Understand why we what what we're praying in the Psalms. You know, that's important because the more you, because if you just pray things out of form and not out of um, deep intimacy with what you're praying, because all the formal prayer, even the scriptures. That's in the, the Bible itself. Is to help you 
pray personally, to approach him personally. You use the Psalms, you know, you pray a Psalm in the morning prayer or evening prayer or daytime prayer, or you're meditating on, on the rosary, on the mystery of the rosary. It's to bring you closer to him. To bring you closer to him so you can pray to him personally, privately, from what's in your own heart. It's not following a formula. If you set a formula, following a formula, guess what? You're gonna you, you're gonna you're gonna get bored and you're gonna get weary. If you don't know what you're praying, then you're gonna you're gonna probably just give up. You're gonna get very very frustrated. All right, let's um, let's end it here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Um. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Father, you show your almighty power. In your mercy and forgiveness, continue to fill us with your gifts of love. Help us to hurry toward the eternal life you promise and come to share in the joys of your kingdom. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. All right, God bless.